What's up, fam? It's Z Dog MD, Tom Heineber. Uh, Tom, how's your mom and dad doing, by the way? Uh, it still sucks. Yeah. It's yeah. super early in the morning over here, as you can tell by my hair. And mine, too. Because I just rolled out of bed. That's right. You know what? That's one of the benefits of being bald. You can just roll right out of bed. You look totally normal. Tom Heineber, there are so many benefits to being bald. First of all, <laughs> you look beautiful all the time. Second of all, showers take a minute. Third of all, I do my own barbery. When we were in the bays, he was like, I'm cold up here, Tom Heimer. It's true. Hold me, my Tom. My head is cold. Hold me. I'm cold. I need cold. a beanie. Anyway, so getting to the point of why we're up early trying to do a live. So a lot of people sent me a, another viral video that was filmed by a patient in an emergency department, this time in Los Gatos, California. Now, I actually know this system because El Camino Hospital System yeah. was a system that I used to be peripherally affiliated with. Hey, look at that. We're live right there. Ah. Isn't that cool? Hmm. Uh, and the internet. We have another case, and we've had two of these in the past that I've commented on by by live. The one was Peter Gallagly, mm -hmm. uh, emergency physician in Gainesville, who was seen on camera, patient filmed, uh, yelling and screaming at a patient, telling them to get out of their ER. Turns out there was a lot of backstory that wasn't in that one contextual clip that I felt uh, really uh, changed the conversation around that. The second one was an ER doc uh, who was falling asleep and it appeared they were saying he was on drugs and all this. Turns out he was a hardworking locums doc who was probably just falling asleep trying to deal with a difficult patient. Now the Peter Gallagher thing, that was uh, racism. They, they accused him of racism in that one. They, in addition to saying, you know, get the F out of my ER. And all right, right, stuff. right. Now, now those patients were in fact, I think the mother was white. Oh no, that was right. She just yeah. said, I'm to get my big black dad. That's you know, right. I got the, that one The wrong. patients, yeah. I think, were white. So now, in right. this case, what we have now just emerged was shared by uh, Donald Bardwell at Los Gatos uh, Emergency Department. And the, the Donald says that the way he frames this is this is how they treat back black people in the Los Gatos emergency room. So already we have this very provocative statement and he says, shaking my head, everyone share this video for the record. This is my son. So he videotaped, presumably secretly, uh, the emergency department interaction with this guy. Now, here's the thing. We're going to watch this video. And we're gonna comment as we go, and we're gonna talk about the nuance in this case. We're also gonna talk about the response to the video, which I think is very telling. Yeah. If you're talking about racism, you also have to talk about other bias and prejudice, and you're gonna see it all emerge. So this is a great case to talk about. And this video already has 17,000 shares and 500,000 views on Facebook. So it's like spreading like wildfire, yeah. and it needs some correction. Yeah, we need to talk about this. Okay, so let's, let's, let's play some of this video. So from Donald Bardwell, when he has these, and he's throwing up, and he's going in and out of consciousness, I literally saw him go in and out of consciousness. He's completely awake and alert right now. He he's is, but if he leaves this hospital, if he hours. leaves this hospital, he's going to have another anxiety attack just like that one because he's in the same shape that he was in when he came in. Sure, and he doesn't have clonopin because he doesn't have, he didn't, you know, he doesn't have his clonopin. Yeah, that took four hours to get through this. What am I supposed to do? I'm sorry, sir, you were the least sick of all the people who are here who are dying. Okay. There, so you picked your head up. Now, don't try to tell me you can't move. Come on, yeah, sit I up. I pick my head up. Yeah, sit what up. What the fuck? Sit up. Dude, sit, up. sit up. I'm having you sit up. I can't get up. Because he needs to sit up and he won't He's let me. He's literally yanking my arm to I'm literally up. helping you up. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, 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 it's wow, wow. Intense. Wow. All right. 
So, <laughs> what's your immediate reaction? immediate reaction is, oh my god, she tried to pull forcibly this patient up. And my that's first a no no. My first thought is that's a big no no. It's unprofessional. It's not at all. The optics of that is not good at all. Can I tell you something? My wife, who's an RN, tells me that she does that to drug seekers. Really? Because they'll tell you they can't move. They'll just lay in the bed all day. Yeah. And when you yank their arm, they catch themselves. Yeah. Well, this and is, then you're like, you can but, clearly move. But there's a way to do it. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. My wife does is right. No, 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 I'm no, 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 no. She and told I, I, me this happened. So, so this is the thing. The way you do this, neuro, neuro, neurologists will do this. You'll lift the arm if they uh-huh. say they can't lift it, and you'll put it over their face and let it drop. And a this person, not that, and they will stop yeah. it. So this, this is not that. This is what I. My impression so far is this is someone who um, is 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 really really upset and triggered and angry, and doesn't believe this patient and is has has stepped one click too far. All right. So now remember the guy saying, you know, uh, she's, he's, she's saying he doesn't have clonopin, so on and so forth. So we have very little information. We have no idea what happened before this. We have no idea what escalated it to this level because she started out trying to hold it together and then clearly starts to, to lose it. Now let's keep going because there's more to this. You're helping me. I can't yes. get up. I can lift my arms okay, to you want this us to, extent. You want us to wheel you to your house in the gurney? That's not what I said. You lift. You just lifted your head just fine. Yes, I lifted my head yes. and my arms up to here. I, yes. I, after so that, can, I cannot Put your up. hands on here and pull yourself up. I cannot do that. Yes, you can. I cannot do it in the, in the ambulance. I cannot do it now. You can do it now. I just tried to inhale, and I even told her I could not inhale. <laughs> he can't inhale. Wow. He must be dead. Are you dead, sir? I don't understand. You are breathing just. I mean, this is not. This is not right because I'm telling you, when you see him, he is breathing. He has labored breathing. He's not labored in the least. He's got an oxygen saturation that is 100 percent. He is breathing perfectly normally. So what you're saying? So you're just saying that you just let him lay down in here, and and he's going to go back to normal. This pain that he has doesn't have anything to do with what's what's going on with him, right? This pain that he has is because he worked out. No, he when he went to the emergency room the last time, he had pain. Uh huh. And what did they do for him? They gave him fluids and they gave him something, a pill. I don't know what they gave him. Yeah. For what? For his for his pain and for the uh, for the anxiety. So you need narcotics? Is that what you need? Oh, here we go. <sighs> no, let it let it play one more one more real quick. So you need narcotics. Did I say any narcotics? I just need pain reliever and anxiety medication. Pause. I mean, so he goes. She goes. Do you need narcotics? He goes. Do I say I need narcotics? I just need anxiety medication and a pain, and pain reliever. reliever. Okay. Which are narcotics. All right. Well. All right. Okay. There's but a in lot, his mind, they're not. There's narcotics. a lot to unpack here. So it's very telling what she said at first, which is. You know, there you are the least sick person in here. There are people dying in this emergency department and you're the least sick person. Let me unpack this a bit, okay, from the standpoint of the of the emergency department team. We created a disastrous situation in medicine when we started willy-nilly giving out narcotics based on what we were told and taught by the pain societies, by JACO, mm-hmm. by CMS. Pain's the fifth vital sign. So now we create 
a problem where people are hooked on benzodiazepines and they're hooked on narcotics and people with legitimate chronic pain are now suffering more. Now, since we created this problem, the emergency department, doctors and nurses and staff have to become adept pattern recognizers to try to tease out What's a pattern of someone who's addicted and is seeking more medication? And what's a pattern of someone who has real pain, is actually suffering, is going through withdrawal, and needs help? Now, you put them in a situation where they're seeing tons of patients a day, and they have to do this pattern recognition on a regular basis. Then there's really sick patients who actually need to be there, and they've gotta sit and spend time figuring out whether Donald Bardwell's son is legitimately suffering or whether he's another manipulator. Now, what's that gonna do to you? You are going to, first of all, you're gonna prejudge a pattern because humans are pattern recognizers. Right. Now, the accusation- and she's treating him as a pattern. She's treating not him as not as a person, yeah. as a pattern. This is pattern of drug-seeking guy who's well. Why? He has no objective signs of pain or illness. His saturation is fine, but yet he says he can't breathe. He, he, he says he can't move, yet he lifts his head up. So what does she do? Get up, I'll show you. I'll show you there's nothing wrong. Right. What does she tell the father? He's fine. Everything you're saying doesn't make sense. She's treating both of them like a pattern. Now here's the question, Tom. Is this racism? No. No. And I'll tell you why. Where was the racism? Well, now here's the thing. I'm going to defend Donald Bardwell, the father, because he seems he's calm. He's posting it. If you grow up African-American in this country, you are going to see so many examples of both explicit and implicit bias yeah. that, of course, in your pattern recognizer, you're going to see her behavior as she's treating us as a black family trying to get drugs. Now, I'll tell you from our standpoint what I see. It's actually it's more commonly white people white middle-aged people that tend to be presenting in this situation. And so I've seen, I've seen people treat uh, white people, Asian people, black people, doesn't matter exactly the same way you in the emergency department. You this for him. If he is, if, you know, from the pattern recognition filter, if, he, if he's a drug seeker, he's a very mild drug seeker. It doesn't seem like he's being making this big show of it. Or well, anything. so they they often they're kind of calm. Well, I so mean. they often don't. But this is the thing: we don't know what happened before. This is this is the problem with secret recordings that then get released right. on the internet. That's true. We have no idea the what context. happened. He yeah. could have yelled and screamed at staff. He could have been asking for the only pill that helps me starts with a D. And then she comes in already triggered by this pattern. Right. Now, here's the thing: she has she's using a pattern to judge him. The family's using a pattern to judge her. She's a racist white person. Look at the comments. So this thing went viral, right, when he posted it. If you look at the comments in that thread, people are defending uh, the family and attacking her, threatening physical violence, and then they judge her instantly based on visual pattern. What do they yeah. say? She's a nurse. They talk about her being overweight. They talk about her tattoo and they assume she's a nurse. Now tell me that isn't a pattern recognition prejudice as well. Right. Then you wonder why female physicians who worked really hard to become physicians and people just assume, okay, you're this or you're this or you're this based on your gender, they, they get really pissed off. So there's so much wrong happening in this and yet it's every day, every day. Like you said, yeah. your wife sees it all the time. It's, I see it all the time. Yeah. Now here's the thing, is this a defensible thing that she's done? Well, Hollis says either way, the lady could handle the situation better. So mm. 
a lot of people in the comments are saying it's the opinion is very divided on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. some people are like, I would have done the same similar right. thing or they can understand where she's coming from yeah. or they're saying, you know what? You could have handled it better. But like we always talk about, we know doctors are overworked. We don't know what, you know, hour this is in her shift, right? How much other shit is on her plate, what yeah. she's dealing with. Right. So I'm inclined to kind of understand where she's coming from. But at the same time, it's a very, this is a gray situation, this like is, all around. This is a perfect example of the real world. It's yeah. all nuanced. Everybody here thinks they're doing the right thing. The father actually probably very much believes his son has a legitimate medical concern. And his only way of expressing power is to post this video online and say, look what's happening. And he frames it in a way that is going to get a lot of views. Right. She is at her wits end, probably at the end of a shift with sick people having to deal with being manipulated every single day by these patterns that she now no longer can, can just sees as patterns. And, and, and listen, I'm not defending her, but I'm kind of defending the idea that we created this mess, now we're all in this together and we have to figure out how to unwind it together. Accusing her of racism is just wrong. Accusing her of unprofessional behavior, probably fair because she's been pushed, doesn't mean it's justified, but we could all see how we might get to that point if we're constantly being pushed. And what I would say about this is, who's suffering in this, in this mess? The patients, this patient, but also the real chronic disease patients, the real sick patients who are now a victim of conflated pattern recognition. And, and this, is, this is our mess together. Patients expect a miracle cure for everything. Doctors were told to go ahead and prescribe narcotics and benzos willy-nilly. Now, you can question, you can armchair quarterback the care, but how can you do that when you don't have the full story? Is he withdrawing from clonopin? Is it benzo withdrawal? Was he really having seizures and loss of consciousness or was it pseudo-seizures? Is he manipulating? Is he really sick? Is there something else we're missing? Does he have hypokalemic periodic paralysis. We have no idea. That's what everybody's saying in the comments too. This isn't great. You need to be professional no matter what. How do we know this guy wasn't a frequent flyer? Is there a right to record law? I can't say anything because I don't know the entire story. Yeah, you know, all the, there's like so many questions that come up just from this one simple Facebook video, but think about how easy it is to pull out your phone and just be like, look yep, what's happening yep, right now. Yep. And here's what I say. What we see on this video is unprofessional. She also later on in the video goes on to curse and say, you know, drops the F-bomb and the whole family goes, ooh. Yeah. Because they're, look, whether, we have no idea what's going on. And she says, on. she goes, after she drops the F-bomb, she goes, yeah, that's right. I'm pissed or whatever. Yeah, she goes, this is how angry you've yeah. made me. She actually says that. Mm -hmm. So you get a sense into her mindset. Now, this is the thing. We are supposed to transcend that in medicine. We are also human beings. I'm not defending her, but I'm saying, look at her through that prism of someone who has to de deal with this every single day, day in and day out, right. okay? And she snapped. Now, if this is a recurrent pattern of behavior, then this is a problem. Yeah. Then we have a personality issue, we have a training issue, et cetera. This is my take. Look, we should all behave in the hospital as if we are being filmed all the time, because we could be. Whether or not this is legal filming or not, I've done shows on this, whether patients should be able to film us, whether we should wear body cams ourselves, yeah. and there's a lot of nuance. I'd recommend you go back and see those shows. But my, the bottom line is this, she was filmed. She should have behaved like she was being filmed. Now, are these people in the comments justified in threatening her with violence, in just assuming that uh, 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 she's a nurse, in attacking her appearance, in calling her a bitch? So you see this all the time. What if this was a male doctor? You know, th this word bitch is interesting too. Yeah. Like just because she's a female and she's being assertive and, you know, uh, uh, aggressive. So there's so much here, right? 
And again, yeah, it's interesting because when the male doctors get filmed secretly like this, like yeah. Peter Gallagher, like yep. the guy who was falling asleep, I forget his name. Yeah. It's really just the comments are all, I wouldn't want him to be my doctor. Right. But they don't call them, you know, an asshole, really. Even when Peter Gallagher was like pretty aggressive with the people in his uh, clinic. It's so different. I'm looking at, they posted this on Tribe Talk and other nurses are like, that nurse is a bitch. And it's like, okay. I immediately assume. Everything you just, everything you just said is wrong. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because, because again, we're used to a certain hierarchical stereotype and we all have implicit bias. It also seems like the way a nurse might approach a patient because my mm. wife, who's an RN, told mm. me she, like literally That's interesting. So something similar. So is the behavior more consistent? So nurses weigh in. Is this something you've ever seen other nurses do? Um, I haven't seen doctors behave this way, but then again, there's unprofessional behavior you know, throughout the spectrum. This is from my hood in the Bay Area. And you know, I know that it would, in a daily shift in the emergency department when I used to work, it, it was exhausting. You know, it was just soul sucking how much you're lied to, manipulated. And yeah. by the end, you could see how people could snap. Even the best people could snap. I feel really bad for this family because at least in this clip, they were behaving very meekly and the father clearly feels like he's doing the best thing for the son. So everything about this is wrong. What I got from this is I don't think that the, that the guy uh, has good control over his own health or knows that maybe he might be going through benzodiazepine withdrawal or maybe he's not like, I don't know if he's being a good steward of his own health care. I mean, again, I don't know. Again, it but it, that's my feeling. It, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't misfit a pattern yeah. that we see with patients. However, we can't, make any diagnosis based on a you know two minute clip. No, it's, you can't say that. And that's the thing, you can get an impression, but you can't, and that's the problem with these. If we had a full body cam footage of this, right, then you could know what actually happened. You have to go through like 30, 40 you, minutes of footage. And but the problem is it's only still, one angle. It still wouldn't tell you what the MD is dealing with behind the no, scenes no, and like who no. may need this right, bed. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. she doesn't think he's emergent and he doesn't need to be there, yeah. she may need this bed. Right. And that's why she's being so forceful trying to get right. him up right. and out. Right, And the clip ends with her saying, all right, give him, tell, telling the nurse presumably, give him an, a liter of fluid uh, uh, and some Tylenol and get him out of here. Isn't the path of least resistance just to give him the clonopin? So look, we can, <laughs> we can armchair quarterback right, this, right, but right. yeah. I won't do it. Yeah, no, but you're, you're right to ask. Yeah. I'm not gonna get into that because what I would have done is irrelevant. It's more, is this unprofessional behavior? Is it racism? What's the nuance of this that we can learn from ZPEC? Other thoughts? Uh, you know, Hannah says, I've definitely seen nurses who are burnt out and act similarly. Anyone can suffer from burnout and snap at any time, regardless if they're male, female, nurse, MD, PA, et cetera. Right, right. Well, I want this doctor and this patient and their family to know that I think there's a lot of nuance here and that I personally feel bad that this interaction went down. I think it's a symptom of our system, how broken it is, and I think... Again, everybody thinks they're doing the right thing here. Nobody is acting out of evil intent. By the way, we just posted the full video in the comments if you guys want to watch it, so. There you go. In, in its entirety. Yeah. There's about a minute left we didn't show, but it's kind of. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, you can watch the rest of it. Honestly, I, I, I think we've said enough. I'm not gonna say the name of this doctor. That's also, many people have posted it in the comments. I don't, I, that, I don't think it's relevant or appropriate because I think she's gonna have to deal with whatever the hospital is gonna throw at her now and, and Honestly, uh, they're gonna have to look at all the nuance in the whole thing. And um, 
Honestly, if she ever wants to be on our show to talk about this, yeah, totally. uh, from a legal standpoint, if it's okay with her uh, family, we would love to have her. If Mr. G- Bardwell wants to be on the show, as long as we can get both sides, how would we'll you, have him on the show. How would you feel if your worst, one of your worst moments that you felt oh. as a doctor was reported? Oh. Because, oh you know, you've said things like before that you've, oh. had, the, you've had bad moments as a doctor. Too. I've had, listen, as a resident, I had a moment a lot like this. I had a moment a lot like this. I mean, it wasn't the the physical stuff, but the verbal stuff where I just lost my shit. Yeah. And I'd been, you know, I felt that I'd been pushed. And, and how would you feel if they had oh, cell phone cameras back then? It would know? have ended my career because they caught me at the lowest point of my existence, more or less. And so beaten down. And so what happened? Transcended it, learned from it, felt really bad about it, apologized to the patient. No harm, no foul in the long run. However, I learned a lot about my own limits and professionality. Yeah. And so I would hate for this person's career to be judged on this two minutes of footage. And that's why and, we need to talk about it. And instead thing. of courting the outrage mob, you would hope that both sides of this interaction in the video would have some reflection. Yeah. Some quiet reflection on yeah, yeah. what caused this. What's going on. Yeah. And I, I hope Mr. Bardwell's son gets help because... You know, it, it looks like there's something going on that needs a longer-term care. And again, I can't quarterback it, but I just hope he gets the help that he needs. What else, Tom? Are we done? I think we're done. Guys, this is the call to action. Please share this video. Leave your comments and stories. They're very helpful because by sharing this in this space professionally, right, we can actually change the discourse, elevate the conversation, and actually change actions. So yeah. I think if one well, share it, share it with your framing yeah. as a medical professional, like what you think, you know, what, what do you what think your going opinion on, on what's right? What going do you think is going on? Yeah. And and the other thing I'm going to say, uh, the things that I'm just going to go on record and saying is, I don't think this is racism. No. I think there's a lot of nuance here. I think both sides, um, you know, we need to look at the details of this more, and you can't know until you see. And we've kind of given our piece. The, the last thing I was going to say is, um, if you if you leave your comments, please be professional and let's not descend into stupidity because it easily does that on Facebook. From the comments I've seen on other posts of this, they're just wretched, all right? Yes, you can say things like, oh man, she's saying everything we think. Right. That's fine, but it doesn't mean that you can make the moral judgment that it's right to do that, okay? So, and, and please don't attack the patient because in the end, guys, if we're healthcare professionals, that's the person we're there to help. We can talk about behavior. You can attack behavior, but please don't attack the person. All right. It isn't health services. It's health care. Biatch. Care. Biatch. Saying biatch is very inappropriate and It's also very outdated. Very outdated. How dare yeah. you? I'm still fly. Listen, you go, girl. Hey, you know what? <laughs> this was a pretty tight podcast. All right, guys. We're out. We're out. Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. (laughs) And so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It it just really helps the algorithms to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I wanna hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is, 
Financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.